Hi there, and thank you for tuning in to The Social Circus, where every week we dive into a variety of topics covering social media, mindset, and how to run your business. I hope that you enjoy today's episode. Hello there, and welcome to another episode of The Social Circus. My name is Sarah Thompson, and I am your host each and every week. Now, today is episode 73. I should have looked that up before I started. And um, it's actually week five of Meta Month. So I'm making it a, like a long month, if I'm honest, uh, because last week I did a Q&A on all of your Meta Ads questions answered, and I wasn't able to get to them all um, by the end of the episode. And I also decided that I would put it out on my, particularly on my Insta, asking people to submit more questions So I'm hopeful, fingers crossed, that I will get through all of your questions today because it is officially the end of Meta Month. So I hope that you have enjoyed that deep dive into Understanding Meta, which is the parent company of Facebook. Um, If you haven't caught all the episodes, please rewind yourself back to episode 68, where I started diving into Meta. We discussed um, the company history what makes great ads, the top mistakes. And then I've done two weeks of Q&A, including today's episode. Next week, we'll resume your normal viewing. (laughs) You generally used to say that on TV. I have to give myself a little giggle. So next week, we'll go back to our regular um, format. And I will have an expert on next week, Becca, um, who is from a business called Do Divorce Right. And she is a divorce coach. Yes, that is actually a thing. And she's going to be telling us um, how we can help support ourselves and our business through a divorce. Um, And you can understand a little bit about her business um, and what that looks like being inside a business where she has it as, I guess we can call it a side hustle. It's a really interesting episode. Um, I look forward to sharing that with you because I'm really privileged to have met Rebecca through um, a mastermind that I belong to. And I'm really excited to share her wisdom with you all um, in terms of understanding how to run your business alongside a busy life. And if you have a full-time corporate job as well, what does that look like? And also understanding what a divorce coach does. So I'm looking forward to sharing that next week. But for today, I'm going to be diving into your questions on meta ads. And I've got a few questions and uh, I will work through them as quickly as I can. But I do want to give each question the service of giving you a decent answer. So let's hope I'll get through it in time. As you know, I like to keep my episodes to about 20 minutes and it might go a little bit over. So please bear with me if we do, uh, because I think it's important that you have your questions answered when it comes to meta ads. And remember, I did answer lots of uh, questions last week. So go back and check those if you still have something that you're not sure about. And you're always welcome to DM me on Insta. I'm at Online Social Butterfly. Um, send me a message and I'll get back to you as quickly as I can if you have a little question that I can answer for you. Right. So I had some different questions today from last week, which is really interesting. So I'm going to start with the questions that sit outside of meta ads. And I actually really liked these because it made me have a good hard think about what I know about digital marketing as a broad cross section rather than sitting in my happy space as an expert in meta ads. So I had to put on my big brain for some of these. So the first question is, um, I am thinking about running my ads on other platforms rather than Meta. What would my advice be on that? So the question specifically asked, um, what do I think of TikTok ads and what do I think of Pinterest ads? And my thoughts are always when it comes to assessing any kind of advertising is to first look at who is the key audience on that platform And then, of course, seeing if your audience is on there. So before you run any paid ads on a platform, 
it is always wise to have a presence on that platform. So for example, if you've heard that TikTok's where it at, where it's at, because it has like a billion monthly active users, it's hugely popular. My advice would be go on the platform, start operating your profile on there, get yourself set up, create some content, see what traction you get organically. I would never advise that you dive onto a platform and your first step out of the gates is with paid advertising, mainly because your message may not land with that audience. So if you're thinking about testing out a platform, please test it out organically. And this would go to any platform, not just Pinterest and TikTok, but any platform that you're considering, because if you can't sort of test it out and see if you're you're kind of getting traction, you're finding your audience, you're getting followers, then I don't want you to pay to learn that lesson. I would rather that you found out organically if that's the right place for you. Um, I'm about to dive into testing Pinterest ads in my business, which is kind of exciting and terrifying all at the same time. Um, and in a few months time, I'll hopefully be able to give you an update on how that went. I am working with a Pinterest ads expert because I'm not an expert in that space. And whilst I understand the process and a lot of the ad strategy, uh, I don't know the platform well enough. I do have a really good organic, um, like an organic content on Pinterest. And I know that that works really well. So I'm excited to see what that yields. It may not be before the end of the year before I share that with you. You may have to wait until 2024 to hear an update on Pinterest ads and how that goes. So that's my advice if you're looking for ads on other platforms. Now, the next question kind of relates to the first question. And it said, which is better, Google ads or meta ads? And why would you use those ads in different ways? And I love this question because it actually is reasonably simple to answer. And the, and the first answer is neither is better. Um, they both have a role to play in your business and understanding why you would use Google ads over meta ads is really, really important. But if you think about how you use these yourself as a user, it will help you get clarity and understanding why you would use each platform. So when we're on any of the meta platforms like Instagram or Facebook, generally what we are doing is scrolling. So we're often there in our free time, um, just watching you know, seeing what our friends have been up to, connecting with other people, maybe using in a little bit of a business context. But what we're generally not doing is looking to pay or buy something, okay? Because what meta ads do is interrupt us in the flow of scroll. And because of that, it's actually harder to sell through meta ads at the bottom of the funnel. So what I mean by that is to send people straight to a sale. And if you're going to send them straight to a sale, it should generally be a low cost because you're interrupting them and saying, hey, I know you're busy scrolling, but come and check out my business. And by the way, do you want to buy X, Y, Z? So keep that in mind that if that's where you're at, I reckon and research supports this, that meta ads are definitely supportive of top of the funnel where you're interrupting someone's scroll to say, hey, I'm Sarah from Online Social Butterfly. Do you want to come and check out my free workbook, free class, something like that? So then I can bring you into my funnel and you can go back to scrolling as quickly as possible. So thinking about that, with that in mind, Google ads sit in the exact opposite space. So if you think about how you personally use Google, here's what people do. They go to Google and they ask it a question like, I'm looking for a local plumber in my area, or I want to learn how to create meta ads. So you can see that I am way down the funnel in terms of my purchase decision making when I am on Google, okay, which means that I am actively looking for a solution and I'm looking to purchase a solution to that problem. So you can see that if you're running Google ads, it's highly likely you can run ads at the bottom of your funnel where people are ready to make a purchase. 
and these be much more effective than if you were to run the exact same ad on Meta. So you can see that both of these platforms have a role to play in terms of growing your business. So if you're going to go to Google ads, what I would say to you is you would want to have tested your concept organically. And I say this about ads generally anyways, please put your concept out to your audience to see if they like it. So for example, I've got a course, what's a good course? I've got a course that teaches you how to build a website in a day using Canva. Great idea, simple course, quite low cost. Um, I could put this on Meta, for example, with a freebie saying, do you want to look, here's five tips on creating a great website. And then I can put them into a funnel and at the end of that, say, hey, come and buy my course. Whereas on Google, I can test that ad and say, build your website for free in Canva. Let me teach you how. That would be a great ad because people would be Googling, how do I build a website for free? So understanding that they have different roles to play is really, really important. And that's why I say Google ads and meta ads are not better. They are completely different because they meet your audience at different stages in their purchase cycle. Meta ads more in their early decision making. Google ads when they're close to making a purchase and a decision. As a result, Google ads are often more expensive because they're more likely to convert into a paying customer. So it's important that you understand that when you're considering how you're going to use ads in your business. The next question I had is, how do I know if ads are going to suit my business? <laughs> Great question. And you probably don't. But what I always say to people is when you are considering paid advertising, the first thing you need to do is consider how do people already come into your business? So, for example, in my business, a lot of my coaching clients are word of mouth referrals. So what this means is that most people who coach with me have had some point of contact with me or someone in my network. And that's important to understand because I would not run ads on any platform for coaching because I think that coaching is a very intimate thing and we often go off word of mouth recommendations. It's unlikely someone's going to Google digital marketing coach and then find me, book me, that kind of thing. It happens, but very rarely. So ask yourself in your business, how do your customers find you and what does that process look like? Again, this is, helps you make a lot of decisions in your business if you understand where your customers come from. Now, if you have parts of your business that are what we call scalable, which means that you can sell lots of them and it doesn't make any difference, these are the parts of your business that you often want to run ads for. So, for example, in my business, I can't scale my coaching. I'm actually almost booked out now. And so I, can't, I wouldn't want to be running ads because I probably couldn't fit more people in. So that part of my business is scalable to a point and then I can't see any more clients because there's only so many hours in the day. However, things like digital products, like my online courses, I could sell one of those or a thousand of those. And it's going to take a similar amount of time. I have to have created the course. I have to have it recorded and ready for sale. So with that in mind, those products are really scalable and they will suit um, ads because I can have lots of people come through them. So ask yourself in your business, what capacity do you have? How easy is it to scale these um, products or services in your business? And that should give you a clear guide onto whether or not you want to, want to run ads in your business. Now, this is why it's so important to be up close and personal with your business. It's not okay for you to just go, I don't know how people find me. I don't know how I get customers. If you don't know that information, you cannot like actively drive the growth in your business. So I would encourage you to start finding out how do people find you. I know that a lot of people who coach with me 
come through um, the training that I offer. So it would make sense that when I'm training, I make sure my training is really well branded. I make sure people know how to find me. And I always talk about my Instagram account because that's where most people will connect with me. So making it easy for people to connect with me and follow up is a really key part of my funnel into coaching, even though at the time they might be coming to see me for training. So get up close and personal with your business, get to know how your customers find you and then do more of that. Okay, so this means that if your business is built on word of mouth referrals, why not create a referral program in your business? Why not reward people and recognize them for giving you referrals? All of this is a great strategy. Digital marketing and advertising is just one of the tools that you can use in your marketing mix. And I think that because social media has become so dominant, a lot of us have been led to believe that that's all that we should be doing. And that is what we should focus on in our business. Whereas I'm of the view that there are lots of other strategies that you can use and don't kind of throw the baby out with the bathwater. Don't dismiss them as old hat because they can still be highly effective. Okay, two more questions. I'm going okay for time. All right, so the next question was a bit of a techie question to do with Ads Manager. And it asked me, what is Advantage Campaign Budget? All right. Now, when you set up an ad in Ads Manager, the first thing you will do is is select a type of campaign, which is the objective that you will choose. And when you do that, Meta will ask you, do you want to turn Advantage Campaign Budget on or not? And this used to be called Campaign Budget Optimization, CBO. We loved this as ads managers because it allowed us to do lots of testing with our ads. So what Advantage Campaign Budget does is it allows you to test different ad sets and different ads and the algorithm will do that for you rather than you doing it yourself. So if you set it at the campaign level, which is what you will need to do, you can set it as a daily or a lifetime budget. So say I split it at $50 a day and inside that campaign I have five ad sets What the algorithm will do is it will spend my money evenly across the five ad sets, but it'll start to look for ad sets that are performing better. Once it finds an ad set that is performing better, it will reallocate my budget and take it away from the poor performing ad set and move it into the good performing ad set. So it is doing that testing for me. Now, a few people believe that the algorithm doesn't give some of your ads enough chance to work or not. Um, I, I like it and I tend to use it um, in my ads because it takes away some of the impetus for me to have to log in, log in every day and see how things are performing. I also know that the algorithm is incredibly sophisticated and whilst I might bring my humanness, I, I really like that ad and I really like that creative. Why is it not performing? It takes all of those human bias out of it. So I love Advantage Campaign Budget. I will use it every single time in my ads because I believe it takes the heavy lifting out of me trying to watch my ads really closely, see what is performing, do all those little tweaking. It does a lot of it for me. Yes, in some instances, it is a bit brutal and it it reallocates money away from an ad set and an ad that you thought was really good. But trust it because it is an algorithm. It has like thousands of data points that it's assessing it on. And so my view is I will trust that over my own human instincts, even though I have really good instincts about advertising, I still think the algorithm does a better job. So it's great. Test it out. See how you go. The other thing that it does do, which I also think is really great, is it allows you to set your budget at the campaign level rather than the ad set level. And this means that it stops you overspending. So if you love testing, you end up setting up 10 different ad sets 
and you set your budget at that ad set level, it's really easy to overspend because you can just have $10 on each one, which means you're going to spend $100 a day, whereas my budget might have been 50 So setting the budget at the campaign level stops that overspending as well. So I love um, the Advantage campaign budget. Um, I don't like the new name that they've given it because we just called it CBO, Campaign Budget Optimization, for such a long time. My brain struggles with the rebrand, but that's what it's all about. So that's that's understanding that and that's how it works. The last question that I have is, and this was an interesting one, what is the best performing ad that I have had in my business? Now, I can tell you unquestionably the best performing ad that I've had, what well, I'm actually going to call it the best performing campaign, um, is one that is for a lead magnet, which again is that top of the funnel, which remember that is ideal for meta ads, top of the funnel. It is for a lead magnet, which is a Canva class, which teaches people how to create reels in Canva. Now the class is free. It's a 30 minute tutorial, but in truth, nobody knows that they're getting a really good class at the end of that. They're just doing a sign up. Now my cost per conversion, which means what does it cost me to get a single email address on my list? Um, swings between, depending on the time of year, anywhere between 90 cents and $1.70 to get someone's email address onto my list. Now, to be fair, that is pretty much as good as it gets. Now, I guess the question is what makes this ad or this campaign so good and so effective? And I can tell you the answer. And if you have been listening to all of my podcasts, you will know what the answer is. It's been testing. So I've had that ad running for almost two years now, I would say. Um, and in that time I have tested so many different audiences. I have tested different creatives. I have tested different placement options that ad now runs exclusively on Instagram stories. It has on no other platform and no other placement because that proved to be the most effective. So I spent a lot of time in the early days, probably the first six months tweaking the creative. It's actually a, um, it's a video creative. And I spent a lot of time messing around with that, a lot of time changing the messaging. Um, Also spent a lot of time playing with the landing page. So that landing page converts at 51%. So every person that lands on that, just over a 50% chance they'll sign up. So again, all of that is a lot of hard work and a lot of testing, which has allowed me to get to that result. And I don't believe that you can ever have a magic formula when it comes to setting up an ad. You can have good instincts and you can have good strategy, but underlaying that every single time will be testing and adjustment and refining. So um, with that in mind, uh, I believe that your most effective ads are always going to be top of the funnel for meta platforms. And I believe if you do enough testing, you will get a formula that works really, really well for your business. Oh, done really well. (laughs) So that is the questions uh, that I got asked from today were the most popular questions. There were some that, if I'm honest, were really in the reads that I don't know if we needed an answer specifically for. I do want to just say thank you so much for tuning in to this mini series within my podcast. Um, I do love a good geek out. I love jumping into the tech stuff. It's really my happy place. I hope that you have enjoyed learning and building your knowledge. I sincerely hope that it has given you the confidence to use meta ads in your business. And I'm also really hopeful that maybe after listening to these podcasts, you have decided that meta ads is not for your business. Whatever you've decided, I hope that I've given you enough information for you to make an informed decision about running ads, because that's what's most important. Because if it hangs over us, like I should be doing meta ads and you don't know whether or not you definitely should or definitely shouldn't, 
that takes up as much energy as just getting on and running them. So I'm hoping I've given you lots of information to help you kind of go, yes, this is right for my business or no, it's not. And these are the reasons why having that clarity gives you so much confidence in how you move forward with your marketing. Now, if you are excited to dive in and check out Meta Ads, please go to the show notes because I've got a link for a special offer um, on a bundle of my Meta Ads courses. So at the moment, you get three courses for the price of one. So I have a course called Meta Ads Made Simple, Ads Accelerator and List Builders Lounge. Now, these are my three most popular Meta Ads courses. They're all $990 each. But at the moment, you can buy all three of them for $990. So a really big bargain. And remember, when you buy my courses, you get lifetime access to them, including the updates. So my Meta Ads Made Simple, the whole course has just been re-recorded. Thank you, Meta, for changing the ads interface. So I had to do all of that hard work. But what it does mean is if you purchase it now and things change in six months time, I will update and refresh the content. So you'll always be learning the absolute latest when it comes to running meta ads in your business. So that's my little um, shameless plug at the end of my podcast. Thank you as always for tuning in. I love that you are my regular listeners. I love that you message me on Instagram and tell me how much you're enjoying it. It makes my day. I am an actual human being behind the face in the name of my business. And it means a lot to me that you all listen. If you do have some time and could leave me a review on your podcast platform, I am always grateful for that. And if you happen to be listening to me, please tag me on your Insta stories. Um, I love, love, love hearing from you all. So thank you again for your loyalty. I hope you've enjoyed um, this series on meta ads. And remember, make sure you tune in next week because I'm going to be chatting with Becca. um, And it's a really great podcast episode. I've already recorded it and I'm excited to share it with you all. So uh, between now and next week, stay safe, have a great week, and I will catch you the same time next week on The Social Circus. Thanks so much for tuning in to The Social Circus. As your host, Sarah Thompson, I am thrilled that you've chosen to spend your time hanging out with me. I would be so grateful if you could spare an extra moment to go and leave me a review on your favorite podcasting platform. And if you even felt more excited, you could share my podcast with your friends who you think would get great value from it. Thanks so much again for tuning in.